Hello, everybody. Have a good time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Just a Couple of Horrors. It's your girl, the horror lover, secret glover. <laughs> it's me, Brianda, here with you on another week to bring you another horror. Okay, so first and foremost, let me ask you guys because I ask you almost every week, how the fuck are you doing? How's your life going? Is is that bill that you had pending? Is did you did you make a payment towards it? Did you get that oil change that you needed? I didn't. I'm at 10% oil life. <laughs> did you change those tires that were balding? No. You you didn't? Yeah, me either. They're pretty expensive right now. <laughs> I hope you guys are having um, a good week. I'm glad to see that you're here with me again, listening to me spew my venom. Um, I did want to say um, I watched, so I put a poll out there, um, I want to say maybe last week, to see what your guys' opinions were on the new Halloween movie, um, Halloween Kills, and I'm... The reason I was asking is because Mike Myers is one of my favorite um, horror figures. I've been watching Mike, Michael Myers, since I was a wee bit girl. I was a young lassie, I was. And um, it's a it's a horror figure that has stuck with me throughout the years. Um, I know that this kind of goes against like the horror community. But personally, I actually do like the Rob Zombie um, you know, Halloween movies that came out. Um, I like that there was more of a backstory added to him and they show him as a child and kind of like, you know, how his mom was a dancer, which, you know, teach his own. Get your money, you know, whichever way that you can, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But it kind of just gave us like a little bit more perspective as to like the the how Michael grew up, right? So in that sense, I I really liked that Rob Zombie did that. It just kind of gives more of a sense of who the character was. Was it justified, though, that he, like, went on a fucking killing spree when he was, like, 10 or 11 years old? No. No, it wasn't. But, again, you, you, un, you see the trauma, right? And you can understand why a little person wouldn't be able to deal and cope with their um, life and living situations and seeing what their, you know, big sister is doing with like, you know, men coming in and out of the house, what have you, right? So I personally love them. I even like Halloween too. Again, I know against the horror community, blah, 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 but I liked it. I like the fact that they showed, you know, his sister grown up and like, she's out here trying to have a good time and doing this and doing that. And then, bah, 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 you know, it's fucking, you know, all her little friends get got, and then it turns out that she's fucking wearing the mask at the very end, you know? So I like them. I like new takes on horror classics. They don't bother me, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So which is the reason that I actually went ahead and watched the newest installment, uh, Halloween Kills, I believe. Um, I think it was a, it was a Blumhouse production, which... 
I love pretty much everything that Blumhouse spits out. Not all of it is gold, but it's definitely very entertaining. So I watched it and um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. In case you haven't seen it, you might want to just go ahead and fast forward like 30 seconds. Um, spoiler alert. If you guys have watched you, dude, uh, the granddaughter, I can't remember her name. That's. Uh, her boyfriend that's Theo from you and he is like a cutie pie um he was like he was so handsome in the show you um yeah he was hot but anyway um I I liked it I like the fact that you just can't fucking kill him Even if you burn him, even if you shoot him, even if you fucking get beat up by like a mob of 20 people, this motherfucker just won't die. Every time you think like, oh my God, he's fucking dead this time. Nope. Nope. No, he ain't. No, he's not. No, he didn't. He's not going to die. And that's just something that's just not going to happen for Mike. It's not in his, 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 um, you know, rage keeps him going but that's like one thing that I don't understand about these movies is that like what is it that keeps Michael Myers going right because like Jason you know totally separate character but like Jason Voorhees like he him I can almost understand him I can almost see like a reason why he has this hate in his heart and he just needs to kill and does these things, right? Like when he was, again, a wee young boy, you know, he's in Camp Crystal Lake or whatever, and his mom's supposed to be watching, you know, he's, she works there, and these teenagers are supposed to be making sure that, like, he's okay or what have you, but they're out doing the, doing the wild thing, you know, somewhere all over, you know, somewhere over the place, and, like, he ends up drowning, right? So his mom, you know, comes back and she starts killing fucking people and whatever. He ends up living through his drowning. He actually doesn't die. Right. But so that I can understand like, okay, well, I, I need to take revenge on the little fucking bastards that were supposed to be watching me and every young person that I see that triggers that memory. Right. Or couples that are like, oh, you know, out here trying to like do the wild thing. Um, that's a trigger for him. Right. So I can, I can understand that this traumatic event happened in his life that keeps him fucking going right but like what about mike what about michael myers like what's the thing that keeps him going right like if you go back to the rob zombie movies like is it because he was is it because he killed his sister but like we don't really actually know why he killed his sister right like yeah she might have been an ass but like that's pretty much it like the 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 movie doesn't show that he was like abused yeah like there was neglect but it wasn't like somebody did something to him that caused him to have this horrible accident or just you know what i'm saying so like what what is it that fucking keeps mike myers just fucking going and going and going another little spoiler tidbit just like fast forward i don't know 30 seconds but in one of the the one of the things that really caught my eye about this variation of Mike Myers is that in one of the scenes, he goes and kills like this kind of like, I don't want to say like elderly couple, but it was just biracial couple. And he like 
you know, fucking kills, you know, is killing the old man or whatever. And then he goes and he kills, he's like, fucking takes a a light, like a, it's a light bulb, but it's kind of like a pole, those tube lights, kind of. And he like jams it into this woman's throat or what have you, which is cool. You know, it was a really good gag. There was blood everywhere. But then he moves her. She's not dead yet. She's like bleeding out. He moves her and props her up where she's seated and she can see her husband, right? And then he stabs the shit out of her husband, which I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Why did he make her watch? Like, why did he purposefully grab her and make her watch him kill her husband or continue to, like, mutilate him? I don't know. That kind of just took it to, like, another level for me because there's totally a difference between just, like, mindless killing. Like, you're just, you're a fucking monster. You're Mike Myers and you just fucking kill because fucking whatever, you know? Again, we don't really know. There's there's no motive in trying to understand, you know, I guess is you know, futile, but he's just running around killing. But for some reason, he took the time to prop this lady up so she could see what he was doing. And I just thought, hmm, this is different. This is fucking different. This is like a different, I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of, it kind of stuck with me. But overall, if you want my opinion on Halloween, uh, the newest Halloween movie, um, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy all horror movies, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the low quality, the fucking cheesy, you know, cheesy ones, the student films, the fucking, you know, four minute horror movie. I enjoy if it's horror. I will fucking enjoy it. I love it. I'm not like a like a movie snob or anything like that. Would I would I watch this movie again? Maybe once. Maybe. But this isn't like a like a a classic movie that I'm like, oh, I'm bored. I don't know what to watch. Let me pop this shit on. No, it's not one of those. This is like probably like a like a watch once kind of a a, a, a deal. <laughs> so that's the movie corner with Brianda. Okay. So today's story, today's topic is a story that I actually heard on a um, separate. Um, I actually heard this on a YouTube video. <laughs> and I stumbled upon this because I was doing research for a separate episode, the Urban Legends episode. So in in researching urban legends, I stumbled on to this and then I went and I started looking on YouTube and I found a bunch of cool videos on it. So this is the legend, the urban legend or the story of Kuchisakeona. Kuchisakeona, okay? My resources for today's topic are Wikipedia, of course, uh, Sison.com, Maskofreason.com, Nippon.com, Mythus.fandom.com. Now, I'm just going to give you a warning right now, and there are some Japanese words in my script that I went ahead and did, like, Google, um, like, pronunciation, so I'm going to try to pronounce these words to the best of my ability, being guided only by Google. If I mispronounce some of these words, please know that I, I did try 
to find the correct pronunciation in no way, shape, or form. Am I trying to offend anybody or like anyone's culture or anything like that? Like, I'm not trying to do that. So if you need to correct me, please do so kindly. Um, don't be a dick about it, okay? So here we go. Um, the legend, the ghost of the slit mouth woman, more commonly known as Kuchisakeona. Uh, this is a popular and ancient urban legend that originates in Japan during the Han period, which was roughly around 1200, um, you know, 800 years ago. As many of you know, you horror lovers out there, Japan is known for its number of frightening stories, and this one is particularly scary. So strap in. Here we go. The legend begins with a beautiful, stunning young woman who was married to a samurai. She was very vain and cared very much about appearances. While she was happy with her samurai, something in her life was missing. She meets a young, attractive man, and for a moment, she loses her sense, her senses and has an affair. Her husband notices that something is different about his wife, begins to wonder what's going on. One day, it's not known how, but he ends up finding out that his young wife is having an affair with a younger, stronger, handsome man. Enraged, the samurai raises his sword and slices her mouth ear to ear, like a Glasgow smile, and asks her, Dareka anataga ima utsakushi tu omaimasuka? Who will think you're beautiful now? One version of the story says that after the horrific ordeal, the women saw her horrific and disfigured face and she couldn't deal with the loss of her beauty. Feeling humiliated and worthless, she commits suicide. She goes on to become a restless spirit and roam for eternity. She's doomed to roam the nights, hiding behind a surgical masks and asks anyone who approaches her, or anyone she encounters, usually children, and asks, Watashi kirai? Which translates to, am I pretty or am I beautiful? Now, other versions of this tale say that her mouth was mutilated through a medical or dental procedure, or that she was mutilated by a woman who was jealous of her beauty, or that her mouth was filled with numerous sharp teeth. After her death, the woman returns again as a vengeful spirit or as an onryo. Onryo. As an onryo, she discovers her mouth. I'm sorry. She covers her mouth with a cloth mask, which is often specified as a surgical mask. Or in other iterations, she has a hand uh, fan or handkerchief. Kuchisakeona, or Kuch for short. Just kidding. Um, she carries uh, a weapon with her. It's usually a sharp instrument, some sort of knife, a machete, a scythe, or in some cases, a large pair of scissors. Now, here's where the legend, the myth, the story, the hype really come in. Not only is this figure who appears to people um, fucking terrifying, but your interactions with this individual can really chain vary your fate right how you ask how brianda tell me well let's say that on your day out you know you're out on a sleepy night in japan and you come across a woman wearing a surgical mask let's pretend that it's not in the middle of pandemic and that it's not normal <laughs> to wear a surgical mask okay but this woman kuchisakeona approaches you and asks you am i pretty and if you reply no she slashes your face with a pair of scissors 
giving you a Glasgow smile just like hers. However, if you say yes, Kuchisakeona reveals her face and she repeats her question, Koredomo, which translates to even with this or even now. If this time you say no, she'll slash your face. If you still say yes, she will follow you home and brutally kill you because Kuchisakeona doesn't like bitch ass liars, okay? <laughs> Just kidding. No, but yes, she does follow you home and she kills you brutally in your own home. Now, many people believe that the only way to break this pattern is to confuse her by giving her some sort of a shifty, clever answer. You can say, if Kuchisakeona asks you, am I pretty? You can respond by saying, you're okay, or so-so, not providing a definite yes or no answer. The confusion from the reply would buy you enough time to, well, I think my neighbors are like tap dancing upstairs, having ninja fights or something. Anyway, sorry about that. The confusion from these replies would buy you enough time for you to make a run for it. I don't know if you guys picked that up on the audio. Oh my God. <laughs> sorry. Should I delete that? No, I'm gonna leave it. In. Okay, I'm gonna leave it. In. Okay. Uh, sorry. Creepy vibes. Okay. Um. Again, this will buy you enough time for you to make a run for it. Now, without this distraction, you, the victim, you, cannot escape this terrifying ghost as she just simply continues to reappear before you if you try to run, right? Um, other survival tactic, tactics include distracting her by giving her or throwing money at her um, or giving her some candy particularly the candy that's known as Beko Ame, which is made of uh, caramelized sugar. If you throw it in her direction, um, she usually stops and picks them up saying, um, you know, she picks them up. Another way to stop her is by saying the word pomade, pomade, pomade three times. Now, some of y'all might actually recognize the name Kuchisakeona from live action movies, as well as manga, um, appearances in anime, and maybe even some video games. Um, some movie references for you movie buffs out there are the 1994 animated film Palm Poco, which is a Studio Ghibli movie. If you guys know Studio Ghibli, you know Spirited Away, uh, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, Ponyo. I love Ponyo. Um, uh, what is it? The one with the cat? Something, something, the cat. <laughs> But, you know, Studio Ghibli brings it. Plus, I'm pretty sure it's on all of their movies are on HBO Max. Anyway, um, there's a 1996 live-action short film called Kuchisakeona, which was directed by Teruyoshi Ishii. She's also mentioned in the 1998 film Ring, which was directed by Hideo Nakata. In 2007, there was a film that was made called Carved, the Slit-Mouth Slit Woman, which is literally like the story of Kuchisakeona. And then in 2008, Carved 2, Scissors Massacre, again, continues the story of Kuchisakeona. In 2012, there was another movie called Kuchisakeona Returns, as well as the webcomic Mob Psycho 100. Um, 
Now, this is a really cool, I didn't know this one. I actually, through the research, I found this one. But Kuchisakeona was the basis for a character that appears in an episode um, of uh, the TV series Constantine. Not like Constantine, Keanu Reeves. But like, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's like a Constantine fucking show out there. It didn't last very long. And like, personally, like I did see it and I thought I was okay. I, I love Keanu Reeves, so that's the only Constantine that I know um, and appreciate. <laughs> but yeah, there was a TV series out there. And um, the the base the, this character appears in an episode called Dan, Danse Vadoua. Um, and apparently, Kuchisakeona was the inspiration for this character. Okay. Now, around the end of 1978, a rumor started circulating in Japan um, so this is pretty much kind of like how it all started, right? How it all started to resurface. So in 1978, this rumor starts circulating that an old woman in a farming family um, in a town of Yautsu in Gifu, uh, Yautsu, <laughs> um, uh, was spotted uh, a woman in, spotted a woman with a notorious slit mouth standing in the corner of her garden, right? So the local newspaper prints this article about the story and then the legend starts to spread and grow and you know it, it's getting verbally repeated among children and it's just starting to kind of take its own movement right so there's different variations like this that say that again she wore um a mask or that she wore a red coat or that she carried you know um a weapon with her um some say that she could run a hundred meters in like a couple of seconds. Some said that she hated hair pomade. Um, and if you gave her the Bekoame hard candy, the caramelized candy I was telling you about, that you would be able to get away from her. Now, the legend, again, you know, it's going back to like the late 1970s, right? And um, it pops up on this article on this like local um, newspaper called uh, Gifu Prefecture. Um, and it starts to spread in Japan. It's creating hysteria and it's just like it's kind of taking its own thing. Now, uh, something to... to um, I mean, people were like, people were afraid, right? Like they were making like little parent-teacher committees where they would like literally walk children to and from school, right? Now, because kid, you know, because kids were fucking afraid of this woman that somebody saw and that a friend of a friend of a friend had once seen, right? So the legend kind of hits a lull and somehow starts to, you know, kind of fade, but it resurfaced again in the early 2000s and, um... It's still a, a, a very well-known, you know, local urban legend. Um, there's things that obviously change, um, but this legend has even spread to South Korea. And in South Korea, when this woman appears to you, she is wearing a blood red face mask, right? So the, in South Korea, the spirit is known as the red masked woman, and it's very much like a kuchisake on a similar thing she approaches you and she asks you am i pretty and if you say no she slits your throat now if you say yes she cuts your mouth and she gives you a glasgow smile so that's kind of like the variation is that like she slits your throat 
Um, now, something that I thought, you know how I said earlier that there was like parent teacher like committees that were walking kids to and from school. I thought like, why would, why in the world would there be a committee to like walk kids to and from school? Like, Kuchisakiana doesn't appear to you like in a day, does she? Well, this is what I found about that. So, children used to go to cram school, which is pretty much like a test prep, you know, like exam um, specialized school that trains students to achieve their particular goals more commonly to pass like entrance exams of high schools, universities. Um, but these cram schools, you go to them at night, right? So it's like after you already got your normal school done during the day, you go to cram school at night, right? So, um, or whatever it is that you're doing during the day, cram school is at night. So you have this scary ass story about this woman, right? This fucking cut up face woman who goes around slashing people's throats or like giving people Glasgow smile, right? And for, I think for children, like the Kuchisakeona legend represented the kind of people that they were encountering at night, right? Like they're out and about at night. And when they're done with their school, their kids are coming out of school, like, at night right so they encounter adults that they haven't seen before like people you know like ladies of the night you know like drunk people people going to and from you know bars and this is just like a new like a new bunch of adults that they haven't really encountered before so in a way I can understand how kids are kind of like they're kind of freaked out because they don't know if these are people who can hurt them, right? So then you throw on this legend about Kuchisakeona, the kids are fucking scared, right? Now the kids, I'm sorry, the teachers and the parents, again, they were worried. They were conducting patrols, arranging for children um, to, you know, have like little groups that they would walk home in so that no, but no one child would be walking, you know, alone. Um, but when the Kuchisakeona rumors died down, um, and this was like around, you know, like summertime, um, you know, things kind of got bettered. But the image of the slit mouth woman lingered in everybody's mind, you know. So it kind of, even though, even though like the rumors of like the, the quote factual rumors that like somebody saw her kind of like faded away, that imagery was still there. Um, now here's another thing to take into consideration, right? When the Kuchisakeona legend spread in the, in the late 1970s, um, the, the economy of Japan was, um, was changing, right? Like people were, people had televisions, cars, telephones. And why is this important? It's because that this kind of helps spread, you know, like the, 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 the fear, <laughs> right? Like, First, it's like print, right? So you get your newspaper and that's it. If you didn't get the newspaper that day, no big deal, right? But now, if you if something happens, it's going to be reported on TV, right? People are being able to travel further and further out and people are able to call each other. Now, compared with word of mouth, urban legends conveyed digitally tend to cross more um, extremes, right? Instead of I mean, it's kind of like you're playing that phone, that game telephone, right? You're, you're telling it and you're telling it and you're telling it. But when you, 
the being done orally, the, the story is coming from your memory, right? So there's small changes every time somebody tells the story. And there's details that obviously stay the same, right? But when you're doing something digitally, you know, you can literally just copy paste um, or transform the urban legend into something completely different. It happens instantly. And um, the physical distance isn't really an issue. The speed at which these stories cross internationally has like increased because it's at the click of a button, right? So again, around the early 2000s, the legend of Kuchisakeona travels overseas to us over here and everywhere else around the world. And it's gained new characteristics, right? Such as the woman having a red mask um, when the story is told, you know, from um, South Korea. Uh, a folk uh, tradition in uh, folklore tradition in places like Okinawa, Taiwan, South Korea, and China say that the evil spirits can only travel in straight lines. So in the in the South Korean version of Kuchisakeona, she can't um, turn corners or climb stairs. So there's a story that that has um, like a variation of the story that says um, that Kuchisakeona the slit mouth woman has um, a skinhead boyfriend who also wears a mask with her, you know, and um, it's just it's really cool and interesting to see that depending on where the story goes, it kind of changes and you get, you know, little sprinklings of things that make it more pertinent to its local culture. Right. So, you know, if this story was told in Mexico of a slit mouth woman, like what would what would her weapon be, you know, in Mexico? Like a fucking chancla, right? <laughs> I can say that I'm Mexican, okay? Calm down. So I, I, I say this to you, right? So here's some tips. If you happen to encounter Kuchisakeona, somehow she snuck up on you in the darkness and she pops out at you and asks you, am I pretty? You have to remember that you can, one, tell her you, she's okay or she's so-so. She'll be kind of bummed that she's not pretty, but you know, you'll, you'll be, um, she'll let you live. Okay. <laughs> now you can also be throw some candy at her. And let me just say, if I was a vengeful spirit, I'd say like maybe throw a bag of chips and like a, a, you know, a can of beer at me and I would do, <laughs> and I'd be fine. But you know what? It's Halloween. Candy will do too. Okay. Um, you can also see throw some money at her you know cool she loves her money <laughs> and and again you know all of these options are just to buy yourself enough time to make a run for it and and you know just fucking just just run okay so yeah so with that i leave you so that's the end of the story today for kuchisakeona okay i'm curious to know um if anybody um any listeners out there are in Japan and they have a, a different variation of the legend of Kuchisakeona or um, if any of you individuals um, have went to Japan and encountered any anything, you know, maybe somebody dressed as Kuchisakeona or it'd be kind of hard to say right now, especially because we're going through a pandemic and everybody wears a mask. But like pre-pandemic, they're like, did you see something fucking weird? Is there people dressed as like Kuchisakeona, like trying to scare other people purposefully? 
or is it not, you know, is it, you know, is it not something that you fucking encountered? (laughs) But that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, Don't forget to share with your friends, share with a loved one, share with somebody. Um, you know, you can like review the podcast on, you know, any platform that you listen to. You can also, um, follow the Instagram and interact with me there. I know, um, sometimes I put polls, I put like questions that I put horror related items. I put, you know, usually a daily horror related or weird fact to kind of keep the content going out there for you guys. I also, um, what did I do? Yeah, I mailed out the, um, stickers to the individuals who reached out to me that said that they wanted a sticker. Um, I hope you guys liked it. I packaged it very, in a very, very cute, cute envelope. I even did like a little wax seal and I put like a little note for you just as a special thank you for supporting Lepod. Um, I'm going to be working on another um, episode for the personal horror stories, personal horrors, personal horrors. Um, So if you have a personal uh, horror, horror related or just funny and weird story that you want to share or like maybe someone you know like your parents you know what talk to your parents or talk to your grandparents because I'm sure that your grandparents parents people that are older than you have stories to tell that you probably wouldn't even you know think that they would have experienced something like that so but yeah if you guys have a a story that you want to share um something funny or you know something that you thought was scary but turned out to be fucking stupid and funny please share it with me you can send it to the instagram page um it's at just a couple of horrors um or you can send it to the email just a couple of horrors at gmail.com and i can get it that way um and yeah so that's pretty much it for today's episode i appreciate you guys for listening i have um I have to go take some medicine. (laughs) All right, guys. Goodbye. (laughs) 誰があなたを今美しいと思っていますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか？いますか